Welcome to DBPA, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. A year in review with your DBP hosts. Thanks for joining us for episode, what the fuck, 2018? What the fuck? (laughs) We're just putting it all out there really early on. You ready, Sarah? I am. This is our last episode of 2018. It is. Our inaugural year of DVP. So, you and know. We, and we thought we'd take an opportunity to, also because we really wanted to drink a particular wine, but we thought we'd take this opportunity to just kind of take a, a look back at some crazy ass moments that have happened with our lovely Blank Stare by Oren Swift. Yeah, so WTF 2018 paired with Blank Stare, uh, white wine by... 2016. Um, yeah, 2016 Sauvignon Blanc by Oren Swift, one of our favorites. Um, and it is a Russian River Valley wine based out of Sonoma County. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and pop this baby open. Yeah, you pop that. So this is a, it's, it is a white wine. It is primarily Sauvignon Blanc. It's 95% Sauvignon Blanc, 5% Semillon. And Semillon, we're not going to get into that much today. We are going to talk a lot. 5% barely counts. I agreed. And I think Semillon is like one of those things where... Having a little bit of trouble here. It's a painful end of the year. <laughs> wow. I also just want to point out before you pour anything, just look at where that wine level is in the bottle. I feel Are like it's kind of low. Yeah, but it is like a fatter bottle, so I wonder if it's the same amount. Fair. This is a Sauvignon Blanc that's in like a Pinot Noir bottle. Yeah, it's huge. It's. I feel like Orange Swift is. Their wines typically come in like very heavy glass bottles. Heavy. Yeah, I feel like that's what you're paying for. Hang on, gotta finish out the pre pregame. Pregame. Oh, sorry. So, thanks. Okay. Well, Ooh. it smells awesome. <laughs> it smells tropical-y. Yeah, tropical fruit, which can be um, mango. Yeah, pineapple. Maybe some candied lemon. Oh my god. All right, cheers. Cheers. Not really a winter wine, but I'm excited. No, but I'm But you know what? You know what? what? It does feel like it's not cold out anymore. (laughs) Because we're smelling this? Yes. This is taking me to somewhere like. This is so bizarre. Yeah, it smells. It smells delicious, guys. Like the aromas and the perfume coming off of this is amazing. I haven't even tasted it yet. Extremely fragrant and just like color-wise, it is a very light, very like. Yeah, it looks like pale gold. If yeah, you will. it's it's pretty delicious. Ooh, it's pretty acidic too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think that. It's funny because I feel it. Well, oh no, aftertaste. It's definitely there. Yeah, it continues to linger. That's really interesting. We, so Sarah and I first had this. We went to an all orange Swift tasting earlier this year. And again, we typically don't buy white wines, but this one was one of the ones that we tasted. And we were both like, what the fuck? Like, what is this? WTF 2018. What is this wine? (laughs) We each bought a bottle. And then did you end up buying another one or did you have to buy your bottle elsewhere? 
I bought my bottle elsewhere because I didn't think they had enough. <gasps> That's right. They said yeah. they had like, I don't know, a case maybe. And so everyone was like buying it up. And then Sarah stumbled upon it uh, at a different wine shop. Mm-hmm. But this sells for about like $30, $35, I think, which is typical for Orange Swift wines. Uh, it's a 15, is it 15.2% It's high for a white wine, man. Every one of his wines. I don't know what he 15. does. 15.2. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really good. I don't know. I just want to keep It's very smelling. different. Yeah. You just want to keep smelling it. It's like tropical and it just, it's like ma- mango and like, like white peach and it smells like slightly sweet, but it doesn't It has some like a candy lemon, lemon scent. Yeah. 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 And I feel like that's appropriate given the color. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think people a lot of times associate Sauvignon Blanc with a little more of the green grassy flavors. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So it really actually depends on the climate that you grow it in. Um, So a little bit of background on Sauvignon Blanc. It is a green grape. It originates from Bordeaux, France. It's also called Sancerre in France. Um, So you might hear that. It's the same grape that they make the dessert wine Sauternes. Oh, that's actually a blend normally. But Sauvignon Blanc is a primary grape. Yes. Yeah. Um, It gets its name from the French word sauvage, which means wild, because it grew like a weed and it's indigenous to the Loire Valley. And it grew so much there that, so sauvage is wild and then Blanc obviously is white. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... But depending on the climate, the flavors can be different. So they can be grassy from to tropical fruit, which is what we're getting. Yeah. So when they're in warmer regions like California, Australia, Chile, South Africa, that's when you kind of get that like more tropical fruit uh, taste. Ooh. It buds late and it ripens early. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, um, there was a lot of more weedy wine and more of that like kind of... Weedy, like the like herbaceous. No, more like a cabbage or like kale type flavor that people would not be very attracted to. But that's because um, growers did not spend the money or time to to take care of Sauvignon Blanc like it needed to. So it has to be (coughs) carefully trained, hedge leafed. It requires a ton of people to help keep vines growth in balance. Um, And so in the past, they didn't spend the money, but the market likes Sauvignon Blanc. So people started spending more money to grow it. Now there's a lot of people who do it well. Uh, it's usually made in stainless steel because um, you can avoid oxygen that way and it retains some of that fresh green aroma. Mm-hmm. But some of the more expensive ones can be made by blending small lots of wine that have been made in a variety of vessels. So stainless steel, oak, concrete, different, any you know, new and old oak. And that gives it more of a depth and a character. Yeah. Well, I mean, oak generally does that for the wines, right? It, it think like it tones down, it makes things creamier. So it's not as bright. You don't, again, you don't have that acidity. You don't have, um, I feel like it's covered a little bit by some of those like vanilla tones and buttery tones. Some people call this Fumé Blanc and that's primarily in California because, um, it was coined in 1960s by Dry Creek Vineyard, but Robert Mondavi popularized, popularized it. Uh, he had a great crop of good Sauvignon Blanc grapes 
And that had, it had a poor reputation in California because of its grassy flavors. Uh, so he decided that he was going to try and tame some of that with barrel agings and then release the wine under the name Fumé Blanc to give it the allusion to the French Poulet Fumé, which is another white wine. So it's really, it was a marketing ploy. Oh, I remember, yeah. I actually heard about this. Yeah. I think while I was in Napa, someone mentioned it and I was like, huh. Yeah. That's brilliant. So if you see a Fumé Blanc, <laughs> it is from California, not France, but it really is just people so trying to make them sound more fancy, I guess. So <coughs> whatever. I just like, inhaled it. <laughs> but in California, all Sauvignon Blanc is a single clone, which is clone one. If you're curious into that kind of wine nerdiness, it doesn't really benefit from aging because if it ages too long, then you get these like peas and asparagus and aggressive, not so great aromas. I thought you were just um, talking about peas like urines. <laughs> that does come later. Uh, but yeah, there, so there's two different styles. There's like the New Zealand style that has like the tropical fruit undertones with citrus and passion fruit notes. Um, some say the Mandavi influence style is more round with melon notes, but then there's the more grassy kind of style. Yeah. So it really depends on where it grows and how you make it. Uh, the most common flavors that you hear that go along with Sauvignon Blanc are like herbaceous notes, like we said, bell pepper, um, mint, cilantro. Up. So, but then with the tropical fruits, you get the white peach, like you said, the yeah. Meyer, lem- Meyer lemon, and passion fruit. So, interestingly enough, we kind of nailed all that. But I do think this has like more of that New Zealand type style that they're talking about with the you tropical know, fruit. I find like every every one of my friends who drinks Sauvignon Blanc like religiously, they always go for a New Zealand. It's I you know, and I personally don't have a lot of experience with it. I'm going to be honest. I've had some Sauvignon Blancs that I'm not a fan of because they're just, I don't know. They're bland to me. Mm. You know, I'm just like, eh, there's not much here. I'm just tasting like this to this to me is like a very, it's a very fresh. It's a very easy drinking. Like I do think that it is going to be, I do think that people could really enjoy this when they're, this is more of a drinking wine and not a thinking wine. I don't know. I kind of think. I kind of think you could think on this. You think you can? Yes, I do because you sound like Doctor. Yeah, right. There's so much complexity to the aromas and like. That's true. This one. There's a lot of layers. I do think that the Sauvignon Blanc, though, it's it's usually like a very like it's the patio pounder. I feel like I always think about. It is though. It isn't supposed to be an intellectual wine. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. And I do. I think that Sauvignon Blanc. If I were to ever pick out like a white wine for people because I think Chardonnay is so polarizing case in point, raising my hand, but Chardonnay is so polarizing because some people like oaked, some people don't, some people hate unoaked. And so it's like, what, what are you going to do when you have to choose a white wine? Sauvignon Blanc is a fairly safe bet, especially if you go with something that is fruitier and you're doing it just for like a party. I'd say pairing with meals might be a little bit more challenging, but this like, should go with something lighter, right? Like, we just yeah. had a chicken and salad, which is great. I agree that I think that it's a great people pleaser, but I also I also think I would really want to taste it before I offered it because I don't love all Sauvignon Blanc. Mm. So, I mean, sometimes you get it, and it's just... 
I just like you have issues with Chardonnay. Yes. I have issues with Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. It's never my go to. That's fair. Ever for whites. Any white so, is never my go to. Okay, no, go ahead. This specifically though, I do like the blank steer very much. I, I think we it's were a both lot flabbergasted yeah. when we tasted this. There's like remember. there's like a thickness to it and a but there there is but there isn't it's yeah. still a very light bodied wine but you do feel that there's more depth like um, immediately when you drink it and then it dissipates and it's still mm-hmm. magnificent because the f- the fruit flavor is just really kind of like and the slight minerality I would say like just like kind of like coat everything and it's just it's it's happy. very it's very pleasurable so. I think it's aged, uh, we were talking about, um, you know, the stainless steel versus oak. Mm-hmm. So this is 80% fermented in stainless steel and 20% in barrel, f- barrel fermented in French oak. Okay. So that makes sense where there's more depth to this than yeah. if it was just in stainless steel. Yeah. That oak is going to add a little bit of extra stuff. Yeah. Um, do you, so this is 2016 and I know you said that. Sauvignon Blanc really isn't the wine to age. Like it's, right. you could hang on to it for, you know, five or so years, I think, but that's sort of like the limit with this wine yeah, because I don't think you wanna... you're going to start to get some flavors that you don't really like. I'm sure that it, some of it, especially the herbaceous stuff starts to turn kind of bitter. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. So I, I, I would concur. Now, for those of you who do like to celebrate your wine holidays, I just want to put a PSA out there that International Sauvignon Blanc Day is the first Friday of May every single year. So, mark it on your calendar. I don't know what day it is next year, but it is early May. It's the first Friday. You, I mean, who doesn't want to celebrate something on a Friday, right? I mean, it's Friday, bitches. It's Friday, bitches. <laughs> it is Friday, bitches. So, so I think the 2016 was their first vintage of the Sauvignon Blanc, uh, Blanc Stare. Really? Yes, I believe. It, they say it was their first venture into the cooler Russian river climate to make a different expression of Sauvignon Blanc from its Napa Valley sister, Veladora. Villadora, so, I Villadora. have no idea what that is. So, yeah, this is kind of a new wine for Orn Swift, but he's always coming up with stuff, you know? So this is a good segue into Orn Swift and actually David Finney. Dave Finney, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about him before, but... I a little his bit. His wine is with so... mannequin, maybe, but... So good. He has said... I re- okay, so I never knew of Orn Swift, or Dave Finney for that matter, but I had seen, you know, that bottle. <clears throat> I now know what it's called. Mm-hmm. But that bottle that has an Elvis Presley picture on it. And I was always like, I feel like I need to drink this wine because it yeah. has a picture of Elvis Presley on it. And it's his abstract. So I think that's a red blend, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Okay. Don't want to misspeak about that. But I he has so many different wines and so many different labels because we talked before about his yes. locations and we talked before he had prisoner and he sold it off. This man is an entrepreneur beyond belief, I think. Yeah. And he has been doing he's been in wine sort of as a fluke. And Sarah and I just listened to a podcast that he was on before, um, interviewed with, uh, Guild Sam, and he was really giving some, I'd say some insightful tidbits as to his background and just like yes. his career and his, you know, 
sort of how he, his motto for life, if you will. Yeah, he really, what did he start in poli-sci or, and what was the other one? Oh, to be, he was maybe going to become a lawyer. Yes. And then he was like, screw this. Like, I don't think I want to do this. Decided to go study abroad with a pal and lo and behold, that's how he got into it. That's like what started it. It was all just a fluke, like travel abroad. And he got, he was like entranced. Yeah, but then he actually started working at Robert Mondavi. He did. In 1997 as a temporary harvest worker. So yeah. that's really where he got kind of started getting his hands into wine. Um, well, and, then and, then, he, and then he just, 1998, he just founded Orange Swift Cellars. I still don't understand all that. I agree. I, I had the same thought. It was, was another like, WTF moment. It was a WTF moment. How do you go from being a harvest worker one year, just a year, and then being like, oh, 1998, I'm going to just find find my no. own winery. And I'm just going to go and scout for grapes. That Okay, so he did say that he had really nice business cards. That's but not hard to get. It's not, but it is an, it can be an expensive thing if you want them to look really amazing. Our business cards look fucking fantastic, it depends, people. It depends on how many you get. That is also true, but think about it. Back in the day in 1998, Vistaprint... Listen, we're talking about making wine, okay? <laughs> the business card cost is the least. <laughs> fair, fair enough. And he said that he, you know, I'm sure early on he said he was the delivery guy. Like they didn't have, like they didn't have like they, sales. Right. And so it was no, just He working. definitely worked his butt off, but totally. I'm just curious as how you just. I know. I mean. Right guy in the business. He just, he talked a lot about how he worked so hard. And I think one of the things that I really liked that he said, and I think that this is a testament to sort of his wine labels and just the fact that like he has so many different like offshoots of like his work. Mm -hmm. He sure he'll drink his wine, right? Mm -hmm. But he says that he doesn't want to have his wine as a house wine because he wants to taste other wines because that's what gets him. That's what keeps him going. He continues to learn, and so he doesn't want to become, you know, to have one formula, stick with that same formula every year. It sounds like he is more innovative. And another thing that he mentioned was that when he has, you know, articles or, you know, reviews written about him, his advice that he received and that he still sticks with and he gives others is if you have a bad, re- if you have a good review, read it once, throw it away. If you have a bad review, Read it once and throw it away. It's not the end-all, be-all, but at the same time, you still have an opportunity to learn and grow from everything that you've done. And always, always reach for even higher achievement. Like, always try to do better. Yeah. Always see if you always can Always improve on yourself. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. That's what I'm I just want. curious as how much vineyard <clears throat> workers make because I'm like, he worked for a year, so how much money did he save? And apparently, salaries range from twenty five thousand mm-hmm. to fifty thousand. But that's if you're like high up there. So really, if you're just a crew member, which he probably was, just it sounds like ten dollars and forty four per hour. That's now. I mean, one thing that he mentioned was that he like because he was, the, and this is after obviously, like you need like a lot of money to start it up. But mm-hmm. after. He was doing it for a while. Like, he would get essentially... <laughs> he would essentially get, like, 
Loans. Free, yeah, yeah, but from the grape growers. Yeah. Because they'd be like, okay, you'll just pay us back next year. Yeah, but harvest. how do you even get that relationship? I think it's just because he proved himself to be a fantastic wine producer. I mean, again, is it is it skill or is it luck? I think that he chalks it up to both, but he also chalks it up to luck, I think, a little bit more. So, um, so yeah, he makes wines all over the place, obviously, now with his locations. But, like, Russian River Valley is something that I'm not overly familiar with, and I just want to mention for those people who, when you go out shopping and you see, like, California, like, Russian River Valley is part of Sonoma County, mm-hmm. but Russian River Valley is its own um, American Viticultural Area, or AVA, and so... The interesting thing is Russian River Valley runs from, like, the Pacific all the way up somewhere else. And this AVA is only, like, in the central part of it. So it just kind of surrounds the midsection. Uh, it is characteristically a cool climate. So we are... It's interesting that we're getting more of those, you know, tropical-y flavors from this and more of the fruitiness versus, like, the herbiness that we you know sometimes come to Mm -hmm. expect from Sauvignon Blanc and so it is also and I will I will attest to this uh Russian River Valley is also known for its Chardonnay but also it's Pinot Noir and that's where we found some of those amazing Pinot Noirs at that tasting ain't that the truth super interesting just winemaker in general these are more expensive wines Uh, yeah but compared to what Compared to some of the higher quality winemakers, I would say they're pretty on par. Okay. Compared to your like mass consumption wines, yeah, it's they're little, they're more expensive. High. Yeah. So I guess it depends on your comparator. And again, case. he also has really heavy bottles. It does offer a really good wine, really quality wine, for the price. Although the price tag may be a bit higher. Than There's most very few white wine. Very few white wines I'd pay over. $25 for, mm-hmm. and this is one of them. Agreed. Agreed. So, Amen, sister. Uh, just another note on what you would pair this with. Oh, yes. So, um, it, it's one of the few wines that pairs well with sushi, uh, which Delicious. we usually are eating, which is hilarious. But, I know. After um, we recorded the Bollinger, I definitely ordered sushi. <laughs> yes. Like, I think I heard you get in my elevator and I ordered sushi. I, I'm pretty sure we ordered sushi. I think as you well did too. Um, but anyways, uh, white meat, so chicken, or uh, yeah, like fish, like different types of fish. Um, maybe even like a lean pork tenderloin. Okay. Um, soft cheeses, like goat goat cheeses, like I guess the pairing with this. Um, Interesting. Anything herbaceous. They say like anything, like doing like roasted vegetables. A lot of times it's hard to pair roasted vegetables with things. And okay. This is another one like that. Although uh, you wouldn't want to get a Sauvignon Blanc that tastes like asparagus and eat asparagus. No, but that's why I you're think not that'd supposed be like to be like some overload. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. True, true, true story. Um, <laughs> true that. But yeah, sauteed green vegetables, roasted vegetables. Um, see zucchini and white lasagna right here is one that could be good uh things with pesto sauce is another one which i really feel like that's a that's a good recommendation because i feel like sometimes you do pesto and you're like i'm not sure what to do with this year like what terms of of wine wine here yeah yeah. that's actually i don't think i've ever seen pesto yeah 
And I, I like her soap. I really do pretty too. damn good. Uh, and then other different spices that you might have a hard time pairing with, like um, saffron, fennel, turmeric, things like that. Oh my that. God, then I have the perfect cheese for this. Seriously, it's like, I think it's a goat cheese and yeah. it has fennel and I think lavender in it. Mm-hmm. That would be perfect. Damn, why didn't I bring that here? Okay. And then last, but not least, are oysters. What? Oysters? Oysters. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oysters, like any any shellfish, like oysters, mussels, shrimp, That lobster. makes sense. I mean, that makes yeah. a ton of sense. So there you go. Cool. Yeah. All right, excellente. Sarah and I, again, we thought it would be very fitting for our final episode of 2018. Don't worry, we're just taking a couple weeks break. So we can refresh and get some good episodes for 2019. But we thought we would do like a year in review of like weird what the hell moments. I'm sorry, what the fuck moments, let's be honest. (laughs) In the news and... Um, I know I have like my own personal what the fuck moment, but that's fine. I do too. I just told you about it before, uh, we started. What's your what the fuck moment that happened this week? Oh, it's my most recent WTF moment. (laughs) So we were sitting here on a very quiet Monday night. Not me and her. No, my husband and I were sitting at home by ourselves on a very quiet Monday night, relaxing, kind of, uh, and we just kept hearing sirens. As much as you can like, relax at the beginning of the week. Right. Sirens for like an hour, nonstop, and it sounded like they were right outside our house. Well, turns out some kid stole some stuff from Walgreens down the street, but not even that close, like close, it's, but- It's a few, it's like, it's like two to three miles away. Yeah. And decided to go 80 miles an hour in our neighborhood (laughs) and then tried to make a left turn and didn't make it and crashed into a house and then decided to flee on foot. Unbelievable. And then the cops caught him and he also had drugs. But WTF. WTF. What are you doing? What are you stealing from Walgreens? Shampoo? This is is literally what Sarah and I cannot believe. We're like, what? Would you steal from Walgreens? I mean, if you're not robbing the pharmacy, there's nothing valuable. They have little, look, they have little knickknacks and little Christmas present stuff. So you could feasibly try to do your Christmas shopping. I don't think there's a police chase if you stole, like, some crackers and some vitamins. Fair enough. However, he was driving 80 miles an hour down your street. So I can imagine that... He was probably driving 80 miles an hour down, like, the other main street that comes not off more. of it. Right. And he was probably on drugs. And you, and, you, like. and you know that there are a ton of cops, like, over by the... Like, he had to drive past the mall. So, like, there's a ton of cops that, like, are right there. Anyway. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty serious WTF WTF. Moment. WTF. As if. So... Yeah, my WTF, I just, I told Sarah. I mean, that's not my WTF of the year, but that's my most recent, like, yeah. But funny wine related, it's like WTF, Sarah asked me when I arrived here if I wanted to drink anything before we recorded, (laughs) because we did a little pregame today. We don't always, but sometimes we do. It's Friday. It's Friday. And we, she asked me if I wanted red or white, and she like pulls out a few bottles, and she's like, here, what about these? And I was just like. Yeah, maybe we go with the Riesling. WTF. WTF, Jamie. Never. It was, it was good. Oh, no. It's one of our favorite Rieslings. Yeah. But never 
would I have imagined that those words, let's go with the Riesling, like very like, not like a, let's go with the Riesling. It was very much like a, yes, I'm excited about this wine. Let's go with that. Let's open that. Never thought that I would ever say those words. (laughs) Small A's would be so proud of you. They would. WTF. Okay. So what are some more WTF moments that the rest of our listeners might have experienced this year? Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to tell you my favorite, but you go with yours first. Oh, I go with mine? Okay. Yeah. Well, because I listen to so many crime podcasts. Okay. I have to go with the fucking Golden State Killer being arrested after 32 years. WTF. WTF. We can be thankful for, like, the DNA companies that you can collect your results and, you know, find out, like... Mm-hmm. You're 30% European or what What have you. Yeah. I have never done it and not that I plan to commit a crime. If you're, if you're wondering why she hasn't done it, you should listen to episode number three. <laughs> oh yeah. So, but I, I, I don't want to do it, but at the same time, that is what got this guy captured or arrested. I still actually, I should probably check up on what's happening with that. But this guy was on the lam for like... 32 over 32 years from his last killing right he killed he had a little bit of a spree and then he just like stopped and which is like not normal right they usually keep going well right because they have something to prove to themselves or to like the cop community what have you yeah because some like some serial killers are very much like oh well i'm just gonna play little games with these people Mm -hmm. and see if they can catch me it's very much a mental situation but this guy his, uh, I think it was his niece. Mm-hmm. Um, so he ended up, um, I now need to look up his face, his name because I totally forgot it. Uh, Joseph James D'Angelo. Okay. Last killed in 1986, but his murders and rapes because he did more than just murder people, um, spanned over a decade back oh in the goodness. day too. So he was like, on the run for so, like, undetected, not undetected, but he had a very weird MO. Like, he would have a mask and he would, like, tie people up. And, like, oftentimes, I remember hearing that he, he wouldn't wait till someone was alone. He would somehow manage to get both people in the house involved. And, like, I remember there was one time, I think he was, this is horrific, so uh-huh. this is WTF anyway. But I think there was, like, one of the situations was where he was tying up this this woman and was, like, going to rape her, but her husband was there. And he put a stack of dishes on her husband's back and said, if I hear those dishes move or if you drop them, I will kill you both. That's crazy. WTF. WTF. But so the story goes that this guy, Joseph James D'Angelo, he used to be a cop. Okay. And they thought... Like, based on, like, what was happening, they had, like, an inclination that this might be someone who is in law enforcement because of the things that they knew or the way that they did these crimes. So it was very weird. I guess he was always somewhat on the radar. And then it wasn't until his niece last... I think it was... It was either last year or earlier this year, she did one of these DNA testings. And there was a hit in the system because guess what, guys? You send in your DNA... That DNA shit, that information is going to other people. Not just that company to give you, like, the joyous news that you are, like, from Again, from. episode number three, keeping it confidential. You know it. You know it. No, not three. Four. 
Is it four? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So it was, um, anyway, that was a huge WTF. I could not believe it because it's an old, he's an old guy. He's seven. Well, I shouldn't say that. He's 73 years old. That's an older guy. I mean, he's past his prime. He's past his prime. And he's probably not doing a whole heck of a lot. I don't think he was in law enforcement. I don't know. Though 73, you could still be killing. You, you can. That's true. That's fair. All right, what's your top WTF? So wait, did the niece's DNA then? So that got a hit to him. Ah. So that got a hit, or a partial hit, and then the fact that they were already tracking this guy, like he was already on the radar again, Ah. and they were somewhat investigating things because while this has been dormant for twenty thirty-two years, excuse me, not twenty-three, it's it's not like it hasn't been worked on. Like, these cold cases are not... Like, closed. They're not closed. It's not case closed. And some... It's like, it, acknowledging, like, that resources are not always available to have, like, every cold case reopened or continually worked on, but this is, like, so horrific that that was something that they were really trying to investigate. So, amazing that that's what got the hit, and now he's in jail. Wow. Okay, so my WTF-18, one of my favorite ones, was the Hawaii false missile alert. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, You know what, Sarah? Funny, I not totally, funny. I had totally forgotten about that. Amazing how time flies. Go ahead. Recap So it. this was on January 13th, 2018. That was my birthday. So, yeah. Oh my so God. I'm surprised you don't remember. I am very surprised I don't remember. Yep, so almost a year ago, um, when a false... Ballistic missile alert was issued via the emergency alert system over television, radio, and cell phones in Hawaii, which, as we all know, is a U.S. state. So they said there was an... (laughs) But not a contiguous. Right. It said there was an incoming ballistic missile threat to Hawaii and advised residents to seek shelter and concluded, this is not a drill. (laughs) And this was sent at 8 in the morning, pretty much. Um, There was no sirens, though. But anyways... There were no... Si- oh, I guess, okay, I guess it makes it's sense a fake, because it's a, it was not real. It's not real. But then, 38 minutes later, there was another message saying that this was a false alarm. Okay, could you imagine for 38 minutes thinking that you're going to die? Panic? Oh my God, no. 30, you know how much can happen in 38 minutes with like mass chaos of like panic of people? Yeah. Of humans? I mean, no, I don't really know, but like a shit ton. A shit ton. So, the miscommunication, they say was during a drill at the Hawaii Emergency Management System. And I'm pretty sure they, like, pinpointed a person, like a specific mm-hmm. person who did it. Um, Aren't there supposed to be, like, a lot of checks, checkpoints to go through that? Right. I think there right. are now. And, Thank oh, you. oh, a resident also reported hearing on a radio an incoming missile... <laughs> is an incoming missile warning for the islands of Kauai and Hawaii. So, like, they actually thought it was, like, about to land. What the hell? So, it was an employee who was a 10-year veteran there. Wow. Um, But I I guess he had previously existed trouble. But who knows if that's true? I mean, whatever. Um, Well, there's also an article I found that the guy said, he's like, well, I was just doing my job. And I'm like... Okay. Uh, so, well, hang on though. Or he's, I'm sorry. He said, I was doing what I was trained to do. I'm like, I would probably want a lot of verification. But if something that drastic is happening, 
I'm pretty sure they said he pressed the wrong button or something. Like it was supposed to be a drill and, and he, he, he basically pressed the wrong button. It was supposed to be like an unscheduled drill. Do you think that those messages are like automatically built in? I have no idea. And just like pick a message. So, it's like, it's like, you know how sometimes yeah. like, like it starts to say like, oh, do you want to say this back to your, your text message or well, something? Well, don't you think it's like, some more, yeah, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> don't you think it's like one of those, like I can't even get through some things on line without it asking me four times. Are you sure? Are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you want to do this? I have And like, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Like, don't you think it would, there would be a lot of things like being like, you are about to send a message. This is not a drill. Like, like yes. how many and how many security codes and whatever would you have to get through? I mean, I have double. What is it? Double verification. Double something. Dual security. Yes, I have thank that. You. Yes, I have that for some of my work, work. things. And yep. I'm like, Whoa. I don't know. Yeah. W T W T F. Sorry. Oh my god. I feel bad for the people in Hawaii. I know. I know. That day. Okay, you're up. Okay, so one of the other things, Toys R Us went under. I know. That was like the, I mean, literally the end of an era. It was so sad because all of us grew up on Jeffrey the Giraffe. I guess you're not going to be a Toys R Us kid. But you know what? Somebody bought the names. Somebody bought all of the licensing for all of that stuff. And now you can still get Toys R Us shit. Really? Hmm. Like I just saw, a com- I swear I just saw a commercial. So, okay. So Toys R Us, uh, went under and they closed everything in June, July. Um, in October, uh-huh. there was this article written that says, I just have to read this because it's I think it's just written really well, so kudos to Taylor Telford Uh from the Washington Post. Toys R Us was dead, but it might not stay that way. Although the company closed all its U.S. stores in June. Oh, there we go. As part of its bankruptcy liquidation process, the owners of a toy and baby product retailer might be eyeing a return. Hmm. So in the midst of auctioning for remaining assets, the hedge fund that owns the company, I had no idea it was a hedge fund-owned company, uh, decided to hang on to the Toys R Us and Babies R Us brand names, web domains, and other assets, such as the big-eyed, spotted mascot, Jeffrey the Giraffe. Okay. While considering a, quote, a new operating Toys R Us and Babies R Us branding company. Hmm. So, and that's like in court documents. So that's like a, that's apparently available, I guess. But I swear I saw, I'm trying to remember if it was Target Somebody is, no, it's not Target. It might be like Walmart or something. Somebody is selling toys under the Toys R Us brand name. And I saw another picture of Jeffrey the Giraffe. Interesting. Yeah. So there's still maybe a future. So this is also another W2F moment brought to you by Toys R Us. Well, maybe we'll be Toys R Us kids again. Who knows? Okay. Another generation. Well... Not one of my favorite moments of 2018. I don't know why. More one of my saddest moments, but definitely a WTF because I was shocked by this. I don't know what's happening. Was Anthony Bourdain mm-hmm. um, committing suicide? Yeah. And Kate Spade committing suicide within like days. Like the days. same week. Yeah. Okay. If anyone knows me, they know that I have 
enjoy Kate Spade purses. And I am an obsessive follower of Anthony Bourdain and Mm -hmm. his travel shows. So it was a double hit. And I could not believe that they committed suicide, especially Anthony Bourdain, because he was like, and we've talked about this before, but he was like in your home, like talking to you and like living this glamorous life almost. Yeah, but also he was on set. He was in France Mm -hmm. when he did it. Yeah. It's, you know, I... I'm, I'm, I have to think about how I'm going to say this because I don't want to say anything bad, but I do think that these two very high profile suicides, not to say that, you know, our regular everyday people like us are not suicides Mm -hmm. to be concerned about because Mm -hmm. they are, but I do think that having that happen earlier this year really raised more awareness and it's not... It has raised awareness of suicide, and but I also I get very hesitant to like it makes me a little nervous because I'm like, is this now seeming like a good out? Do you know what I mean? Right. And I think that there's so much more that can be had in life, and I just I hope that that by that happening, there's more dialogue opened across the world. I think it's you know? great that it it. Um brings light to mental illness Mm -hmm. because it is a huge problem in our country. I don't know. Oh yeah. I guess depression is technically, it's like the, in the DSM five, right? Depression is depression technically a mental illness. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, so, you know, I'm glad that it brings it to light. Yeah. Um, very sad, very sad. Definitely for me at WTF, I was shocked. I was hit by Robin Williams. So, I was I was hit by Robin Williams, but I was pretty really hit by Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. All right. Next. Uh, Next. All right. This is going to be totally superficial, and I'm so sorry that we have to move on after what Sarah just said. It's okay. I have a crazy one too that's not even on our list here. My whole okay. I can't wait for that. My whole thing. What the fuck? Game of Thrones was supposed to be out, and it is delayed again. It was supposed to come out this summer, and like. I think this was to come out this past January. What the fuck? Like, we have been waiting. And I will go on record saying that I originally had no interest whatsoever in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Ever. Mm-hmm. And then when, yeah, I lived I in the, when I lived in the place that shall not be named. <clears throat> yes. Uh, my husband was like, oh, this show's really good. And I was like, well, dude, I can't get into this, like, now. And he's like, well, let's just, like, restart it from the beginning. So guess what I did? What's that? I binge watched like six seasons of Game of Thrones, and it is, it is very graphic. I see. I can't get into it. I don't know. Well, you got to live in the place that shall not be named, and have nothing. Nothing else, going else to on. do. <laughs> I did live there. I, I did have way, nothing else going on. But, I know. You know. I think I, I think I took on other shows that were worthless at the time. So. Well, I trust me. I watched all of my friends' episodes, and yeah. then Sean was like, "Oh, you should get into Game of Thrones," and I was like. Dude. Speaking of shows, I'm going to go to the next one here. Okay. Uh, this isn't the one that's not on the list that I was going to tell you. Oh. But um, if anyone watches This Is Us, it is mm. quite the popular Do you series. watch it? I do, and I really like it. But I think it has gotten a little bit sad the last season. Anyway. It's supposed to be, like, mostly drama anyway. It is mostly drama, but it's really good. So... I'm going to break this for everybody if you haven't watched this. Spoiler alert. 
spoiler alert, but I mean, it was all over. So the father in the show dies, and you know he's like, they bring him back, and throughout the show, it goes back and forth between when he was alive and, and when he was passed, but no one, for the first season, no one knew how he died. Well, in the second season, you find out that he died from a fire, and how did that fire start? But a faulty crock pot. One of my worst, like, (laughs) I have never left a crock pot on while I've been gone. So, WTF in the sense of, like, holy shit, he died from a crock pot fire, and then WTF in the fact that poor crock pot, like... Oh, that's a fair point. Yeah. It was but like... also, okay, can you remind me, like, what year is that supposed to have happened in? Um, I think it's like the 70s or something. Yeah. I have my grandmother's crock pot. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I guess it's good that I don't try to leave it Yeah. Out. But it's like crock pot got all, like, up in arms, like, and they had to release all these statements basically sure. saying that, like, hold on, you know. They're leading brands. This is fictional. And, like, people were sending, like, hate letters to crock pot. And they're like, this is a fictional story. Like, this didn't happen, and we stand behind our products, and blah, blah, blah. So, anyways, that was a WTF on both sides. WTF on the side for Crock-Pot, and WTF that he died by Crock-Pot. Oh, my God. I was thinking, yeah, it was it was rough. Anyway. Oh, my God. Would you like to go next? I'm Jamie? sorry. I'm just scrolling All right, down I can go with my next ones. one. You I'm can, ready. Well, I was going to do Tide Pod. Yeah, go for it. Tide Pod Challenge. What the fuck, teenagers? What the fuck? Why? Why? Oh, oh. <laughs> Jamie's having physical pain. I'm so angry. <laughs> I feel like, okay, I'm gonna try not to get on my soapbox. Like I want to. They have nothing better to do. No, 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 no. Here's the thing people nowadays, like, I feel society just thrives on trying to say the most outrageous shit. Mm-hmm. And then it challenges other people to say or do more outrageous shit. Yeah. And so this Tide Pod Challenge, which is fucking poison. Yeah. It's legitimate poison. Yep. People are doing that. They're trying to consume a Tide Pod. Yeah. What the <laughs> fuck? I don't, I literally don't understand it. And there have been, there have been deaths. I mean, this is not just yeah, like no, people are joke. hospitalized. This no. is like, there are deaths. And here's the thing. The whole point, like there are warning labels on everything, right? Yeah. And, and it's primarily because I think parents may be leaving like these containers with the tie yeah. pods down on the ground. Making it accessible to their small babies who and infants and sorry not infants toddlers who just don't know better and it's something that's shiny and let's be honest toddlers put shit in their mouth they put yeah. like everything in their mouth so there has been a lot of you know make sure that you leave this out of the reach of children because uh-huh. they might think that this is a toy or something I totally get that but these are humans. Mm-hmm. Who are old enough to understand that there are repercussions yes. and that this is poison and you should not consume it. And yet they do because some fucking idiot decides to challenge them to do it because they think it's fucking funny. It makes me so Sorry, angry. I'm not laughing. No, no. I'm laughing because of you. Because <laughs> I'm getting so angry. Yeah. 
But, but that's the thing. It's like, wh- why do we do that? Why do... Not we. I don't do this to people. Let's be very honest. Mm-hmm. I don't do this to people. Why does that happen? Why are we in a society where we have to be, be like, ooh, like you should go do that. Like, I, I dare you to do it. Guys, what happened to the dares where it was like, go put on like... Okay, how dumb are you though? I, In a Tide exactly. Pod? Really? Anyway. I know. No. Okay. WTF. 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 All right. So okay. my WTF, and this might top, I don't know, this might top a lot of, a, a lot. Okay. Trump meets Kanye West in the White House. Okay, no matter what side you sit on politically, where has this country gone when Kanye West is having a meeting with the president? And do you remember when people started saying, like, cheering Kanye for 2020? Yeah, so he says that he may run for president. I will now go on my soapbox and say, People of America, <laughs> DB peeps, do not fucking vote for Kanye West for fucking president. Could you imagine the shit show that our country would become? I mean, it's already Con- a shit show. Let's but if be we had Kanye West as the president, they, they, he's fucking like <laughs> just saying it's just as crazy as Trump. But let's not con- let's not continue riding on that crazy train. I can't. Anyway, <clears throat> I cannot. So. He had ideas like bringing Yeezy ideation centers across Chicago. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot that he was from Chicago. What the fuck? And they named their daughter Chicago. <laughs> Did you not know that? I, okay. <laughs> Just to let you and our listeners know, I try very hard to not be a part of the Kardashian, the Kardashian. bandwagon yeah. because I don't, and I don't click on shit that their names are part of because I don't want to give them more hits on shit because that family just needs to get off the fucking face of the earth or maybe, okay, that was, that was rushed, rash, drastic, whatever. Off the radar. Off the fucking radar. Have a regular stupid life. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> no. So, no, I did not know. I know so, that they have Northwest as their first yeah, fucking kid and yeah. St. West also. Chicago West. I didn't, actually didn't even know they had a third child. So, they're one of When did they have a third child? I'm not sure. It okay. was probably this year. WTO. Oh, my God. So, one of his proposals was a new Air Force One plane fueled by water. So, and then he said, liberals need to start making Trump look the flyest. If he don't look good, we don't look good. He says, this is our president. He has to be the freshest, the flyest, the flyest planes, the best factories, and we have to make our core be empowered. We have to bring jobs. If he don't look good, we don't look good. I already said that. Could you, wait, 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 wait. Do you hear that grammar? I can't. I mean, I can't. That ma- that man wants to run for president and make decisions and encounter international leaders. Mm-hmm. So he also Don't feels like happen. he can Don't pardon prisoners because he has a theory on alternate universes. <laughs> so I'm 
not even going to get into that. Anyways, WTF that Kanye West gets a meeting one-on-one with our president. WTF. In the White House. And then says this kind of crazy-ass shit. WTF. WTF. (laughs) Michael Parker. Um, I'm sorry. That's so dumb. Okay, moving on. (laughs) Moving on. Um, Wow. That's just wild. Okay, so I'm going to get into some other weird random things that are not... I don't have a ton to deal with, but I just happened to look up, like, what are the top things that have in 2018. And I did find a very interesting article that had some... I'd say I'd say it ran across the spectrum of, like, you know, pop culture versus, you know, science mm-hmm. and shit like that. So there was one saying that they have actually removed or countered okay. the Alzheimer's damage oh. in human cells. They can erase it. So Alzheimer's is something that is like a little bit close to my family. Same here. And so, not a little bit, but it's close to my family. And so it says that approximately 5.7 million have Alzheimer's. This is something that is happening. It's early onset, but it's also late stage. It. I feel like you know, I'm curious if like there were more people that had it and it was just undiagnosed just mm-hmm. due to like medicine back in the day. But at apparently Gladstone Institute in San Francisco, they found a way to effectively change a protein that was associated with the condition into something that was like less damaged uh-huh. or less harmful, I guess. And so it reversed the affected brain cells. And yeah. so that is the closest thing. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if they were able to do that in 2018, I'm sure that there's going to be studies galore saying over the next how many years, like we're just going to track these humans who we've, we've tried to do that on. If this was in actual humans versus right. like in like a Petri dish or something or implanted cells in like a mouse or a pig or what, what have you. But there's going to be studies going on, but this is probably the closest there is to eliminating or, or again, reversing Alzheimer's or maybe a delay because I know like my grandmother was on like different medications that were intended to sort of like try to halt progression of the disease, but it's a very challenging thing to do. I mean, the mind, everybody's body ages and changes at different rates. And so, you know, there's not really a one size fits all, but this is, this is like, this is like a positive thing in science that, you know, could actually impact a significant number of the population. So I would say it's maybe even not a WTF, but it's a a good WTF. It's a good WTF. It's not a, like, my mind is blown. I want to, like, go punch somebody. This is like a let's rejoice uh, positive thing. Rejoice. What do you have? Aretha Franklin dying. Oh, yeah. That was really sad. Because I would say WTF that no one knew she was sick. Yeah. And then she just died. It was very sad. Really sad that then all of a sudden she just died. Um, Not that she wasn't old, but I actually saw her live before randomly. Um, My mom and I were at the House of Blues. You did? Yeah. Like, unplanned. My mom and I were at the House of Blues in Chicago um, for one of her... She had, like, some work thing, and we were just randomly there. And I'm like, that person 
Like, are they playing Aretha Franklin? And then I'm like, that person really sounds like Aretha Franklin. Shut and up! I'm like, oh my God, that is Aretha Franklin on stage right now. So we Wait, got to hear her live. You didn't realize that you went to see Aretha Franklin? I would have thought that if we were in the House of Blues that we would have known that she was going to be there. Fair enough. But it was a surprise... It was a surprise performance. Oh my god, that is awesome. Yeah, and you know, me being from Detroit, like who? It's pretty you? cool. Yeah. So oh man, I do love Aretha. So that was awesome. So R E S P E C T. W T F. W T F R I P. Yeah, R I P. See, all a lot of my favorite people died this year. I've had a lot of favorites <sighs> pass away. Um you said you had a couple. What's well, your, uh, round us out here. What's your, what's our last WTF moment? I mean, I think it is okay. I think we could just we could just combine a couple into one. Okay, which is basically some of our favorite TV characters and oh, what have happened mm-hmm, to them this year. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Bill Cosby, convicted of his crimes after years of accusation of sexual assault, many years. Yeah, which like who knew. Who knew the man I behind the pudding pops? I imagine that. Also, I didn't know that Cosby Show was based in Chicago. I didn't either, but I knew the Cosby Show was full of wholesomeness. I Not know. anymore. I did love that show. So, yeah, I don't think I could ever watch it again the same. But anyways. With the Jell-O um, commercials? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we need to look up one of those old vintage commercials. I'm but he's it. 80. No, he's not. Yeah, 80 years old. And he was convicted, and he's facing up to 10 years of prison on each count of sexual assault. So, the other uh, favorite TV, well, for some people, character would be Roseanne. So, dude, she just, wasn't her show brand new this year? Isn't that right? Yeah, so like she it got just, canceled. Right. Well, it started, and then it was like not that long into. So you the know new why series. it got canceled? Yes, because of her racial slurs. She said on something. Twitter, right? Yeah, she tweeted something that was uh, taken as a racial slur, mm-hmm. and that led to the cancellation of her show. But and she said it was a, mis- a misunderstanding and a mistake that cost her everything. So, but but there's also a spinoff then of that show called The Connors now, which has everyone but her. Yeah, I don't know how they wrote that situation in the show, but it is, you know, um, what, God, what's her fucking name? Paula Dean. Uh huh. She too was like accused of like racial slurs like many years ago, and I think she's sort of back in the swing of things. I mean, so I mean, here's the thing. There's I, also context. Remember exactly, Papa John's? I don't really know. Exactly I don't know what it was. What she said. No, I don't either. But if she's apologizing and saying she wasn't racist, I mean, I don't <laughs> defend what she said or did. Right. But I think that's a huge thing to, for her show to get canceled. <laughs> I mean, wow. Yeah. So I don't know. Kind of craziness. WTF. WTF. All right, are you ready? Oh my god, there's so many to choose from. I'm gonna go with the oldest one. Go for it, girl. For always knowing that we love Jello pudding, 
Is that a Jello thing? Jello brand pudding. And since it's probably on your shelf, why not make some tonight? Here's the yellow. It's from 1978. Oh my god, I'm used to the J E L L O. You know, yeah, that one. Okay. I know, me too. That's why I was like, I could go something more recent, but then I was like, oh, but let's try 78 because I am large. I'm unfamiliar with that. I wasn't alive. <laughs> We were not alive. We were not alive. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, so W. I mean, 2018 has had a lot, a lot happen. But another WTF. We bit the bullet, Sarah. We started our podcast. Yeah. That wasn't a WTF. That was an awesome. That's a positive WTF. Yeah. We were just like, holy shit! Like we're doing this. We're doing this. Let's do it. It was. I amazing. hope. I hope you listeners have enjoyed the journey with us from the beginning of our inception uh, this year, this spring, uh, to now. And um, I hope you take a couple weeks as we take a little break for the holidays to catch up on some episodes. I have some of my favorites. I hope that you can find your own. Um, And, you know, until next year. Until next year, we wish you the absolute best, a safe and happy holiday, and we love you. And be safe through these holidays, and uh, yeah. Cheers, bitches. Cheers, DB peeps. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpcheers.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at dbpcheers or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you, so send your questions, comments, and fun wine or topic ideas to dbpcheers at gmail.com. Until next time. Cheers Cheers from from the the girls of DBP. DBP.